Hello and welcome to the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host. And on today's episode, we're going to maybe change it up a little bit and we're going to talk about meetings. Ugh, meetings. So I saw something on uh, LinkedIn that was talking about meetings and it was like, uh, this smells like I could have sent an email instead of being in this room. And then some of the comments, which is where all the good stuff always happens within uh really any thread there was somebody saying that nah get out you know get up go meet people and you know get off your butt and go talk to somebody or pick up the phone and call them and i saw something in the same thing on like linkedin with like cold outreach and somebody's getting messages and he's like oh go and meet people and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about meetings and this marketing thing and the cold outreach and we're going to talk about the two sides of the coin first let's cover meetings so in meetings there are plenty of meetings i sat in that wasted a lot of my time and now when we think of projects and especially in construction let's say that you've got 10 people in a room of all different disciplines and you have everybody in there for everything and there might be one thing that gets covered on another discipline that somebody didn't know but by and large they typically waste three four hours of their time and then you multiply this by you know six seven ten people let's just say ten people so it wastes three hours of our time for a review meeting times ten people well that's 30 hours that's basically a work week that we just wasted on a meeting when this could have been done a lot simpler so that's one side of the coin. The other side of it, let's take a smaller meeting, like something like a update project meeting. And as I've talked on here before, we had daily scrum meetings is what we called them or standups. And this is typical in cross construction, primarily on job sites, right? The typical standup meeting. Now, that never took more than 10 minutes. Yet, we typically take a half hour or an hour to make uh, these meetings and cover a lot of probably unnecessary things or people get sidetracked on a conversation two people talking that really just should not be in that meeting so you get all these things that get covered that maybe shouldn't be and what this amounts to is just a bunch of waste of time so there are two sides to these meetings one where yes you probably should get up and go talk to somebody but then, here's, here's the side of it. Yes, you need to talk to somebody. Yes, you probably should be scheduling those meetings. But these, get up, go talk to somebody, pick up the phone, call. Now, what is happening is, I agree with that to a point. Yes, you need to talk to people, have that face-to-face -face interaction. But what is often happening in these impromptu pieces is you're interrupting that other person. You're stopping their productive time for something that if you sent an email and that person got to it later in the day, they could answer it and you need to move on to something else. So now we have a situation where you just interrupted somebody, stopped their productivity and is going to take two times, you know, however long it is to ask the question, answer it, plus however long it took you to walk there, let's say. You're in the same building, but it's like a five-minute walk or two-minute walk to them. Probably, let's just call it five minutes for some round numbers. 
five minute, you know, round trip plus a, let's say a 10 minute conversation, which times two, cause now there's two people. So it's 25 minutes in total. And then not only is it walking to and from, it's the transition time back to your task. So it's probably going to take you both five to 10 minutes of transition. Let's just call it 10. So another 20 minutes. So we've got 20 minutes talking, you know, combined time, 20 minutes to get back on task. So that's 40. And then the five minutes in transit time. So you just wasted 40 or you took 45 minutes for something that could have taken two minutes for you to write the email. Somebody answers it maybe a little while later and it took them, you know, five minutes to respond to it. So, and while they were doing emails and they could batch process a lot of this stuff. So again, now you took 10 minutes, saved half an hour. And if you're at a hundred dollar billable rate, that's saving 50 bucks. You multiply that across the company. Uh, let's just say of a hundred people and you could do that, you know, once a day. So that's hundred people times 50 bucks. That's five grand a day times, you know, 200, 300 working days. <laughs> I mean that, that adds up really quick. Actually, let's, let's do the math here. So we're talking five grand on, you know, saving a half hour for a hundred people. So times, let's just say 250 working days. So that's $1.25 million um, is what you would save by sending a freaking email versus, you know, walking to somebody. Cause again, it's not just your time, it's their time as well. And what this person on LinkedIn was talking about is basically not being courteous of other people's time. Like, yes, you do need to have discussions. Yes, there should be face to face, but if you do work in the same company, um, you know, there are times where email is just good. And this is going to the whole thing of controlling your time. Most of us are not very good at controlling our time at how we use our time and understanding that there are switching tasks. So like for example, like this podcast today, I'm going to record a number of podcasts. I'm going to, I have a list of topics that I'm going to go through and record them all today because I can, and then I can schedule them out and you're going to hear them when you hear them. So I controlled my time and then, you know, delayed it out. Same thing with a lot of social media posts. I write a number of them all at once and then schedule them out so that, again, I can concentrate my efforts in one thing, right? Right now it's speaking, it's doing this podcast and talking to you about meetings and controlling your time because I can focus in on my message, I can hone it clearly, and I can push out all other distractions. Now, if you're trying to control your time and you constantly have people coming up to you, asking you questions, talking to you about this, that, and the other, it's no wonder that nothing gets done. And I saw this in the office all the time. Frankly, I was uh, prone to doing that. And I actually noticed myself getting up and talking to people more often when I didn't have shit to do. So when I didn't have anything to do, I went and talked to people and interrupted them if they did have something. So this is something that we need to be cognizant of, aware of, and understanding that we need to not just control our time, but not intrude on others' time. So yes, like you do need to have in-person conversations. It is best if those are scheduled. Like, hey, Bob, can we meet you know, at three o'clock tomorrow or 10 a.m. tomorrow or when you get in or, you know, you see them at lunch, right? Like figure out a time that is good for both of you that you can schedule it around. Everyone will be more productive and get things done. Because see, in a company, that's what we're meant to do is to get things done, be productive, 
do something to add value to society, right? In construction, it's, you know, designing and or building a building, not be in meetings. Yes, meetings are crucial to what we do. Yes, meetings need to be done. No, they do not need to take up all of our time. And yes, they can be cut dramatically. That's being effective on point and moving along. Do you need to build rapport with people? Absolutely. Do you need to understand what's going on in their lives? Absolutely. Especially if you're a manager, you can kind of schedule that, right? Like go to lunch with people. (laughs) That's a good way to do it. Not on productive um, time. So that's my take on meetings. Like, yes, get up, use the phone. Um, At times, you know, if it's especially very urgent or you like need something done, you know, inherently, even though there is the uh, old saying, uh, poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. I really love that saying um, and feel that more often than not, people are poor planners and then they make it our emergency. So be wary of that as well. Now, the other side of this that I talked about was in outreach and marketing and networking. So I've, <laughs> I saw this on LinkedIn as well, and I actually had another call about it this morning. And with that, so we talk about outreach, marketing, um, and then you know networking and shaking hands and getting on the phone and talking to people and creating conversations and relationships in real life. You need both. I think what a lot of people uh, misunderstand and misconstrue is again, time. So let's say that I'm selling a service, which I do. I have a software that can save you a ton of time. Speaking of time, but there's a couple ways that I can outreach to people that is effective with my time, right? I can drive to companies, you know, spend 20, 30 minutes in the car, go to a company, figure out that they don't need my service or couldn't see the person that I wanted and just wasted a whole bunch of time. Or I got it, let's say I got in, it took me, you know, 20 minutes to get there, another five waiting for the person to be available and, you know, and then a 20 minute conversation maybe, or 10 minute conversation. And then, you know, we go from there and then, a, you know, another 20. So it's, let's just call it a whole hour of time to get this meeting. Well, in that same hour of time, you can do direct outreach on LinkedIn. If you did like text, which not very effective, by the way, um, for an hour, let's say you could reach a thousand people doing text outreach. If you did voice messages, which you can send a 60 up to 60 second voice message um, in one shot on LinkedIn, then you could re- right, reach 60 people if you had basically no switching time between those conversations. Let's just say 50 people is what you could reach in one hour. So you could reach 50 people, tell them about what you're doing, and you know that it would be beneficial for them. Or you can go and talk to try, try is the key word there, try to talk to one person. So what is more valuable uh, up front, right? Because in in each conversation or in each message, you're trying to gauge whether this person is actually interested in the thing that you do. And if they are interested in the thing that you do, then you can have further conversations, further discussions, and you can lead them through the value chain. Pretty simple and straightforward. Now, do you need to have personal interactions with people? Absolutely. But in outreach and in marketing, 
you need to gauge whether that person's actually interested so that it's mutually beneficial for both parties, right? If I come to your office and you take 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, and you just necessarily wasted that time because you weren't like the product just wasn't for you, didn't fit your company, what you're doing, right? You just wasted, let's say a half hour of your time, including switching time, you know, to come and do it and walk and talk and then go back and it takes you 10 minutes to get back on task. So let's just call it half hour. Again, if you're building at a hundred bucks an hour, that's 50 bucks basically lost to the company. So, and you have, you know, let's say you have a number of these and, uh, you're more likely not going to do it. And then you're missing out potentially on something that could be really beneficial to you and the company. So you have that option yet. If you listen to a one minute voice message or read something, a message on LinkedIn for again, one minute, and let's say you same 10 minutes switching costs. So let's just round it up to 15 minutes right now. It's $25 to get the same basic information. Um, and then leading you through the value chain. So a lot more cost effective on both sides to send these short little messages, giving an idea of what you're doing, you know, your pitch effectively to these companies. Now, ultimately to make a sale, to really walk through the value chain, make sure it's a good fit, all of that great stuff. Yes, you do need to have some type of in-person communication, especially in construction, right? We're talking multi-million dollar deals in a lot of these things for designing new buildings or building them, right? You're going to have a presentation. You're going to go and give a pitch, an hour long, you know, pitch basically of why you should be selected. You're going to have relationships built if you're a subcontractor for the general contractor, right? And giving bids and you're going to put all this time, effort and energy into it. You're going to do a lot more than, you know, a one minute pitch on LinkedIn. But for someone selling services, someone like I am, like that is how I am reaching people is through LinkedIn direct voice messages, as well as marketing on LinkedIn and talking about, you know, my service, my offering, how much time I can save them, you know, 3000% ROI, which is crazy to think about, but the numbers do work out. So this is the types of things like there are two sides of each coin and you need to do basically all of it. While if you can't do it yourself, you're not comfortable doing it yourself, whether that's the outreach, the cold calls, whatever, and you're more comfortable with the in-person, you know, once the meeting's booked and the people want your product, then, you know, do that side of it. Have someone else make the calls, have someone else do the outreach. But ultimately, for both of these, for meetings, right, and for direct outreach marketing, there are two sides of the coin. Yes, for both of these, you do need in-person um, things, by and large, for the most part, for a sale to be made um, or for the relationships to be forged, for bonds to be stronger, like in person or on the phone is going to be very strong and a lot stronger than anything you could do um, otherwise, right? Like that's just how humans are. We're best in person, but we can get to know somebody pretty well over the phone and um, things like that. And then on the other side of it, thinking of time, thinking of efficiency, thinking of, um, you know, our own mental space, our own focus, how are you using it, right? Sending an email is a lot simpler when you're thinking about it. And then the other side of that, if you're the one receiving it is to, again, batch, receive your emails so that you can, you know, respond more effectively. You're going to spend, you know, an hour doing emails versus, you know, 10 minutes every little bit throughout the day. And it takes you away from what you're actually focused on and doing the things that you need to do. 
So that's what effectively this amounts to is controlling your time, controlling your effort, controlling your energy so that you can be the best person you possibly can be. And in construction, we see this, you know, there's so many fires, so many urgencies, you know, that something's wrong when in all reality, most of the time it can wait um, until you get to it, until you have the time to think about it, until you have the time to sit down and do something versus reacting all the time and um, constantly being in firefighting mode. So that's something that we always um, react to throughout the construction industry. So meetings, schedule them, bottom line, schedule them, send probably more emails, like think about, you know, whatever it is you're trying to ask and um, see if an email is more worth it, right? So if it's a short, simple question, email's probably the best answer. If it's a long, lengthy thing, schedule a meeting. Um, be be aware, be cognizant, be respective of uh, or respectful of other people's time. So that's uh, that's the meeting side. And then on marketing and direct outreach, you're going to need both. You're going to need the direct outreach just to reach a lot of people. And then you're going to need the meetings to close, to do more business, and to really get to know people. Make sure that your solution can actually solve their problems, whatever it is, right? Whether you're a waterproofer, a drywaller, a designer, an engineer, make sure that you can actually solve their needs, right? You're going to need to show up on site. You're going to need to figure things out, and um, and that's okay. So that is this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host. Thank you for listening. And you can find me at Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N-A Mitchell on Instagram or at Calabunga Studios is the company. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast and until next time.